0: Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon. It's very delicate. Okay, you are listening to BS in the Morning on Westplex 107.1. KSLQ 1045 and AM 1350 KRAP. And this is our trimal cast of the BS in the Morning Show. I am Brad. He is Shelly. Hi, Brad. How are you today? All righty then. So if you want to stream us online, Brad must be busy, but um, probably listening to another radio station. (laughs) Hmm. Anyway, um, if you want to stream us, you can go to bsinthemorning.show. Or you can go to uh, westplex1071.com and click on the Listen Now tab. We also have a podcast for BS in the Morning. And you go, you can go to podcaster, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-R-R.com. Dot com. Brad, are you there? Am I just talking into the air, into the ether with the one sock, that vortex?
1: Always be yourself, unless you suck.
0: Well, that's debatable. <laughs> it depends on who you talk to and the day. Okay, since you're not going to talk, I'll talk. So um, this is how my morning started out. My um, dogs have esconded with my my little flip flops that I wear around the house. They don't have. Dog and so I have some government. other ones. Yeah, so have I have some other ones, but I can only find the right shoe. Uh, they don't have dog so, catchers in And the there government. were two different pairs of shoes. So I was walk, I've was i been walking around since about, I don't know, 3 o'clock in the morning with two right shoes on, <laughs> different colors, different styles. That's how I roll.
1: Aren't flip-flops the same on both sides?
0: No. They've I've got a left and a right.
1: I've never owned a pair in my life. Can you believe that?
0: I believe that.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I don't like the ones that go through the toes.
1: I have very ugly feet, so I don't want anybody to see my ugly feet. Because I remember, You have a Donald Trump foot. I have a Donald Trump toe. Yes, Donald Trump toe. Which, which I don't
0: know what that means. It must be very hairy.
1: No, it's just... It's, and to
0: the side.
1: It's just sort of weird. I have this thing, like, my mom told me this story. I mean, it's sort of bizarre and strange that, like, I was, like, I don't know, eight or nine months old and one day she has me in the crib, and she has me, you know, little booties on, you know, little babies, little booties. I don't know if they still wear them, or back in the day, they wore little yeah, booties. Yeah, they,
0: they still wear them. They're okay. still a thing.
1: And so she came back into the room, and there was blood in my in my crib, and she's like, where'd that come from? So she, you know, So she sees it coming out of the little booty, and she takes off the little booty, and for whatever reason, my big toe and my right foot is bleeding very badly so she takes me to the hospital i'm like eight or nine months old and they're going to amputate my toe because apparently it was infected and the doctor said well we're now we're going to try to save it so they gave me some medicine and stuff like that obviously i don't remember this because i was like eight or nine months old and so therefore my one toe is weird and sort of deformed is that weird or what?
0: Oh, you have a little bitty pinky toe. No, no,
1: no, no. It's the same size. It's just that if you look at my feet, my toes don't, my big toes don't match. It's just sort of weird, you know? I mean, it's just sort of bizarre, you know? I mean, it's big like... Big toes don't match it anyway. No, 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 no. I mean, they look they look like if I if I took a picture of my left foot and then I took a picture of my right foot and I sent them to you and you, most people go like, this is not the same person. What it is, it's me. But anyway, so anyway, I've I've never been into... See, because... And the weird thing about it is, I I know some people... I mean, there was a lady that uh, used to work at the radio station who wore flip-flops 364 days a year. You know, I mean, if there was snow outside, she's walking around in flip-flops, which I can never understand. And I guess my situation... She had
0: stinky feet.
1: Well, no, no. My my situation is... No, really.
0: That's why.
1: I could be. I don't know. But my situation is is that from a standpoint of I've always been afraid, and this is sort of weird as well too, of being like in public and having my toes stepped on. You know, because, I mean, you know, if you're out and about, like especially like if you're like someplace like, you know, like where it's crowded, like you go to a concert or something like that at a riverport. you know, I mean like somebody, you know, back up on you, crunch your toe. That's where no matter where I go, I wear my steel-toed combat, combat boots.
0: You do. Well... <laughs>
1: all the time
0: you you wear um cowboy boots
1: i love boots my dad i know you do my dad used boots
0: with the fur
1: my dad used to buy me boots (laughs) and i got to the point where i love boots you know my dad liked boots and to the point where and quite honestly i have a particular brand of boots that i buy that wear like iron i can usually get two years out of a pair of boots and matter of fact it used to be I could get like a year out of the pair of boots because they had the heel would always go bad and then the company that makes these boots redid the heel and now I can get like 2 years out of them. And the crazy thing about it is, you know, there was a time when, you know, you'd go like, you know, here here's a business that's disappeared. Shoe repair shops. You know, you used to see
0: That is so true. Used to
1: see shoe repair shops all over the place. Now there's only like a couple. And
0: There's I, there's one over on Mexico that some somebody actually um no, it was it, was that Mexico? Yeah, it was Mexico. Anyway, um, somebody had put either put it in drive instead of reverse.
1: And went through the front And window.
0: ran right into the middle of their shop.
1: Well, there was a guy for a while that, uh, I think he was here in St. Louis, that had a shoe repair place. And it was interesting because most of the shoe repair places, you know, you leave your shoes and you come back in two weeks and maybe in a month or something like that. And they're done. There was a guy here in St. Louis. At the old St. Louis Center, you know, before the you know, St. Louis Center went went under, but he started a franchise where he had all this equipment, and it was like shoe repair in an hour. So you drop your shoes off, and you come back an hour later, and they're fixed because he had all these special equipment he built, like these special things that you know would take the heel off and put a new heel on, and take the sole off and put a new sole on, stuff like that. And I and it was reasonable. And I used to take, I used to go downtown to St. Louis Center. And have the guy fix my shoes all the time because I'm going like, okay, fine, you know, because you know, I, if you buy a good leather shoe, I don't know how it is in women's shoes, but if you buy good leather men's shoes, the chances that the, the uppers wear out are pretty slim. It's usually the the sole and the heel. You know what I mean?
0: I do, but you know, they used to back in the day, they used to polish boots. Well, and see. They don't, That that's a lost art. They don't do that anymore.
1: Can I tell you something weird? I'm going to tell you something weird. You
0: always tell me something weird. What difference would it make today?
1: On my 21st birthday, you know, I, always, I was always envious. On my 21st birthday, I decided one of the things I was going to do on my 21st birthday, most people go out and get drunk and stuff like that. You know what I did?
0: Probably something technological.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Just the opposite. I went to the airport and got my shoes shined. I've always wanted to. Help. Have
0: you always wanted to do that? <laughs> yes,
1: as a kid. I have too. <laughs> as a kid I always grew up thought to myself, someday I'm going to go to the airport and I'm going to sit up on those on that chair, you know, with those like sort of the like stirrups, you put your feet up on the stirrups and the guy pulls your pants leg up and he does that number on them. And I my 21st birthday, I drove out during the day. I drove out to the airport and I got my shoes shined. And <laughs> It was like I was at the point where like like man I that shows you how how boring guy I am and you know most guys would be on the east side you know hey let's go to Saget it's my twenty first birthday not me going, you
0: went there for uh, years before so no, it wouldn't be a new thing for no, you
1: I couldn't de- go I couldn't get in because I wasn't twenty one anyway I, yeah but I,
0: you worked for the police department.
1: No, I never went over there. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, up until up until I started flying helicopters, I, I you know, I mean, and and once, you steer
0: clear for them as the driven snow.
1: No, I mean, as some of my buddies got <laughs> married, you know, I mean, it used to be the it used to be the obligatory thing that you know, hey, so and so's having a bachelor party, and we're going over to the east side. That was always. And <laughs> should I tell you this story? Anymore? I'll tell you the story next hour. How I had a stripper uh, get mad at me. At one of the clubs on the east side, and she threw. You
0: peeked, didn't you? No,
1: she threw something at me. Matter of fact, you know, I I have an idea that, uh, you know, it's funny you should bring that up because, in fact, that's one of that's on my list of things to talk about. We'll talk about that next time. What strippers? Oh, uh, I've got a new charity that I want to start because you know, there's always you hear these people that like they're on TV all the time. So and so started a new charity, and what he's trying to do is he's trying to help. I thought to myself, I have got the perfect charity because, quite honestly. I think that a lot of the not-for-profits are a scam. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up. up front. Are we
0: gonna talk about this and get people mad at us?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Why must we talk about a hundred percent? Because because it's the, see the exact reaction because, you because, have because 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 it's it's the exact reaction you have that I think it's interesting because of the fact that most people well well, well they're a not-for-profit you know i mean we have people that i'm
0: not like that cuz peop- i know the premise of not for profits but i also know the good that they do as well
1: well not all of them though not
0: you're using an example of corporate i,
1: I have i have not for profits i have sev- and- i know no 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 i have several of them i have several examples through the years and see one of the things that's always interested me is that i like god if i ever tell you the story about the 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 guy from the church who got mad at me because of the fact that i wouldn't advertise i'll talk about this next hour i this this this, (laughs) hey what'd you do last night this pastor got mad at me because i wouldn't he wanted he didn't ask me he told me i was going to promote his event you know once again if and I, that
0: always works with Brad Hildebrand. Well, well, well once <laughs> ag- underestimate me, that'll be fun. No,
1: once again, it's one of those things, it like if I'm if I'm gonna ask you a favor, if I say, Hey Shelly, my I, my car broke down, I need you to pick me up at, at the repair shop, you know, and you could say, uh, well, you know what, I'm busy or you know, whatever. But if I said to you, Shelly, my car broke down, you are going to pick me up at two o'clock. At the repair shop and drive me back to pick up my other car. I'm I'm not asking. I'm telling you, and it's a different situation. Get what I'm saying? Because uh-huh, it's called voluntold. Wow! But once again, I don't think that's right. You know, and once again, no, especially someone by
0: someone who has no connection to you whatsoever. Well, but but uh-huh. if
1: someone's calling you and telling you you're going to do something for them, and the reason you're going to do it for them is because they're a not-for-profit. I have a problem with that. I really do. I agree. And and once again, the situation is is that you and I have been involved in. I, you know, we won't name names, but I, we stopped doing something for one of the local charities because of the fact that they made a mistake of putting them in their board. And I saw the numbers, and I went, uh, "I don't like this." I mean, remember, you know the story I'm talking about, right? I do. And I saw the numbers, and I saw what they were what they were spending, and I'm going like, "This is insane." Why, you know, I mean, you know, in other words, it would be like a business. It would be like a business if a business said, okay, we took in $100,000 and we spent $120,000 and you go like, no, hold on a minute. Let me think about this for a minute. You took in hundred thousand dollars but you spent, let's say you spent $120,000 in advertising and you got $100,000 in revenue. You go like, that doesn't make sense. You're losing money you know, advertising, if you're advertising things, you should be, you know, increasing your your profits. In other words, like the more you advertise something, the more you're going to sell. If you're selling things, that you make $10, a, you know, a widget, a profit, and you start... Keeps you
0: top of mind.
1: Well, but if you sell, you know, if, if there's $10, a, 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 you know, in a, you know a, a piece in each widget, and you sell 10,000 widgets, and if you advertise, and all of a sudden you send a million dollar widgets, you know, unless the advertising is just extremely expensive it was a smart move because you've increased the number of widgets you sold and you ultimately made more money and that's what we try to do with our clients we try to you know do that but but when with this particular organization when i was on the board i went like i have a problem with this and i voiced it at one of the meetings and i got man i did i talk about getting the stink eye i got i got the (laughs) The stink eye from like about two-thirds of the people there it, it, came, it, it came down to an event that they were spending money on and to the point where, I mean, I'm going to give you rough numbers. There was like, it, they, 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 uh, they took in like, let's say, $85,000 in donations for this event, but it cost them $82,000 to do the event. So they made $3,000. So uh, my point was, why don't you just send everybody a letter who you know, who's like normally donates and go, hey, every year we have we have this event and let's we're gonna be honest with you, last year when we had the event, we took in eighty five thousand dollars, but it took in eighty it cost us eighty two thousand dollars to run the event. So we only made three thousand dollars, which went to the, the, the you know the, the cause. Instead of us doing this event next year, let's just send us a hundred dollars or send <laughs> us fifty dollars and therefore our expense is nothing more than just us sending out this email. You know, we're going to send out an email to everybody. You know, we got an email list. We're going to send it out. You know, so what's it cost? You get a MailChimp, uh, uh, you know, uh, MailChimp account or something like that. You know, let's say MailChimp account costs you 200 bucks. okay? So if you sent out that email and you had a 1,000 people on your list, and let's say each person sent you $10, there's $10,000. And in your, your MailChimp account, you know, back out a couple hundred bucks for a MailChimp account, and you made $9,800. Right? Doesn't that make sense? Rather than just, than you know, blowing? It doesn't make any sense to you, does it? Are you there? You disappeared. You're
0: Sorry, done. I turned my thing down because I had to cough and I forgot to turn it back up. Okay. Sorry.
1: Anyway, anyway, so so you know what I'm saying?
0: I do know what you're saying.
1: I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story next hour. Uh, which and and I'll I'll talk about my new charity next hour.
0: Okay, and, and tell me what you did after, uh, last night.
1: I'll talk about that next hour too. Yeah, um,
0: I won't believe it.
1: What I didn't tell you what I did. No. Well, if I told you, it's sort of weird. But but once again, see now, now here's a perfect example of and I will talk. You
0: know, it's funny that weird and Brad are interchangeable. Well,
1: neck you know, here's an example of, of someone. <laughs> who does this and and there's it's it's i think it's selflessly done and i've heard about this is for years is it me? no 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 i've heard about it for years oh. and i finally did it last night and it was really good and i was very impressed and it could turn out good for me or it could turn out bad for me i don't know one you or the do? other
0: are you going to say
1: next hour i'll talk about it Okay.
0: Oh, next hour. Okay. Yeah. It's six thirty six.
1: And and I'm gonna talk about someone who It was a really? long time ago who spent money on our station is not I'm not I'm not gonna say just because you didn't spend money or haven't spent money with us. I don't want to make it look like, well, he's just he's saying if you don't spend money he's not gonna talk about you. If even if they didn't spend any money with me, uh, I would talk about this because I think it's a good cause. And once again, it was a hundred percent paid for and there was no ulterior motive. It wasn't like, hey, come in and We're going to sell you something. It wasn't to give
0: freely and ask nothing in return.
1: Right, that's what it was, and it was, and it was, and, and on purpose. I went in, walked into this place that sells very expensive things, did the thing, did what I was supposed to, did what they advertised, and I walked out, and nobody. Nobody tried to. Hey, now that you are here, eh, we're gonna. Blah, blah, blah. I, I won't go any further because it'll, it'll give it away to what I am doing. Okay, it's six thirty seven oh, Westplex one hundred seven. Let me try that again. Westplex one hundred seven point one KSOQ one hundred four point five AM thirteen fifty. Crap, all make up the BS in the Morning show.com dot uh, com Trimalcast. It's six forty six. I am Shelley. She's Brad. Did I get that right? You did. I did get that right.
0: <laughs> Close enough for government work.
1: You know, I learned a new word last night and it's not an urban dictionary word, although it is in the urban dictionary, but it's actually in the regular dictionary. And, and you know, I've never heard this word before. I heard a What's guy that? I heard a guy in a video say this matter of fact, a pilot. This was a video of a pilot explaining things about aircraft and things like that. And he was answering questions. You know, I tried to get Sky in a show. Um, this guy's name is Kelsey. And he's a 747 pilot, and uh, it's interesting. He does these videos. Think about this. I mean, this is, and he's gotten very, very popular with this. He flies over the world. He fly, flies mainly 747s, and he, and apparently he's flying for uh, um, a cargo airline that also has a contract with the government because mostly he's flying cargo, freight. But yet he flies passengers. But when he flies passengers, he flies soldiers because you know a lot of times the government. The army contracts with private companies to fly their soldiers in various places. You know they don't send them all on C, C-17s and things like that. Okay. Anyway, he was talking about something about there's a myth that he was trying to dispel. These myths that a pilot when he's in the air and this is interesting because this goes back to my days of flying helicopters with Alan Barklage. If you remember, Alan Barklage was skyjacked. Lady, you know, uh, told him, uh, hired him uh, under false pretenses, tried to get him to go down to take some pictures of a real estate uh, piece of property she was trying to sell in Cape Girardeau. Turned out she, that wasn't the reason. She was trying to use him to break her, her boyfriend out of the prison in Marion, Illinois. You know the whole story, right? I do. So as a result of that, and this is long before, long before Concealed Carry, uh, and still, and this was in Illinois because we flew out of Saujay. Repeat what you just said. We flew out of Sauge. Yes. Okay. That's where, you know, because if the Bi-State Parks Airport is part of it in Saget and part of it's in Cahokia. Is it still
0: called By state Parks? They
1: changed the name. It's downtown St. Louis Airport or something. I don't know what it's called anymore. They changed the name. Who knows? It anyway, will always
0: be By state Parks to me.
1: Anyway, it's like Alan, the Chain of
0: Rocks Bridge will always be the Chain of Rocks Bridge.
1: Alan always carried a gun when he flew. In the helicopter, who? Alan. Yeah, Alan Barklage carried a gun in the helicopter when he flew, and he explained to us that under the laws of, and I think this is sort of like international law, but under the uh, U.S. law at the time, that he is the pilot in command, and essentially once he gets off the ground, his word is like God. He's like the God. And if he says, you know, take your shoes off and throw them out the window, you take your shoes off and throw them out the window. So he and was interesting because of the fact that at the time, you know, in Illinois, still to this day, it's very, very, very strict gun laws in Illinois, Missouri. You know, you don't even need to con- concealed carry anymore, which I think is wrong. You can just go. I down. think
0: that's wrong too.
1: Yeah, but there's a whole, but in Illinois, it, they made it very tough. You know, Missouri, the Missouri uh, concealed carry program used to be eight hours in Illinois, it's sixteen, which means you have to go for two days, and then you have to get a permit. To you have to get what they call a FOID card, firearms identification COID, F O I D card, uh, FOID card to even have a gun, which is you know sort of weird. Anyway, Alan talked about the fact that that he was once he was off the ground, he was in charge, and he was never going to be hijacked again, so he's always, always carried a gun with him. Okay, so the term that this guy, this guy's this Kelsey guy who's got the YouTube channel, was talking about things that. That myths about pilots and one of the things was someone sent him a tweet a lady had put on that she's saying well I know a lot about aviation and a pilot uh, once he's the the plane's off the ground if they have an unruly passenger they can restrain that passenger and if the passenger does not conform to what they tell them to do they can open the door and throw the passenger out (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, that's not true.
1: Stop it. <laughs> no, that's what this lady said. And, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the term was, the term that he used, the term that he used was yeet the passenger. Yeet the passenger. Y-E-E-T. Have you ever heard that word before? No. It's an honest, I, to moment, I go like, what is yeet? And he said it three or four times and finally he says, he says Is that like yeet? No, no, no. <laughs> and and finally he, he stopped and explained it. And I'm going like, I don't know if that's true or not. So I looked it up. Y E E T. There's a couple different definitions for it. And it's it's in it's in the urban dictionary, but it's actually in the regular dictionary as well too. And what does the term and this is slang by um, here here? And it comes down to, it's actually in the regular dictionary. It's in dictionary.com. And it means to, um, it, it means a couple different things. It can mean a, an explanation or, or, or exclamation of excitement, approval, surprise. Or it can mean throwing, rapidly throwing something out. Um, and, and they claim, uh, they claim essentially throwing something out. You know, in other words, you're going to yeet. Like if if you had something in your house that you didn't want anymore, you'd open up the front. I got a stupid video running. Do you ever do this when you when you go into something and a video automatically plays? Yes, I turn them
0: off all the time.
1: Guys, okay. Um, So essentially, it's dictionary.com, and it says what does yeet mean? Explanation from excitement, and you go on the other things, and it's also it means. It means, I saw this last night. I should have saved it. Maybe I screenshot it. Let me look at this. I look at my photos. Uh, no, I didn't screenshot. Anyway, what it means is rapidly get rid of something. If you yeet it, if you, if you had something in your house and you are tired of it, you'd open up the front door and you yeet it out the front door. Have you ever heard that before?
0: No. So look up yeet
1: I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to. Why? <laughs> what? Just look it up. <laughs> okay, uh how to geek and me um okay, here's the thing, how what does yeet mean and how did it become a meme the daily dot. So
0: you're not looking at mine.
1: No, hold it. You're looking I, I'm, yours. I'm looking I'm trying to find this I'm under wiktionary and I used to express excitement or approval. Um yeah, okay, here is here July 16th of 2021. Here's an article in Gizmodo that the word yeet is now officially in the English language because it's on dictionary.com. This is going the the this week dictionary.com updated its online dictionary with more than 300 new words and definitions covering topics such as COVID-19 blah 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 blah. But this update to our dictionary continues to mirror the world around It's John Kelly, manager of dictionary blah 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 blah. and they add the word yeet and essentially it means the the it's an online dictionary says that yeet can be used as an exclamation of a sootheism. has more than one dish, a, a definition. In addition to being an interjection, it can also be used as a verb in two ways. One meaning is to hurl or move forcefully, and is used as an object as in someone just yeeted a water bottle into the crowd. So if you yeet something, that's what this lady was saying, that you, could, you would yeet a passenger out the door of the aircraft. You would, you know, so if if I got mad at you and like, let's say, you know, you came over to my place and you brought a snake with you and I would, I get that snake out of my, my house, I would grab the snake and I would yeet the snake out the door. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. But I'm so, I'm so, I don't know, enthralled that you are. Such a, a a language connoisseur. No, I
1: just never heard that before. And once again, you know, you hear things and you go going I never heard that before. D- don't you ever hear things I, that people say that I, you've I never I heard the definition that every
0: single day? Well, no, no, no.
1: I mean, but 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 you know, once again, the average person. I read this somewhere. I can't remember. The average person has like a very small vocabulary. And do you know anybody? Like, for example, on our AM station, our on AM thirteen fifty, our very own station, was AM thirteen fifty. Okay. We used to have Dennis Miller on there. And Dennis Miller, if you know who Dennis Miller is, Dennis Miller is a guy who can craft a story like nobody else. If I said, you know, if I was saying, hey, you know, hey, what did you do last night, Brad? And if you said that to me, i go, well, I drove my car down to South County and I did a particular event that was at a particular place. And Dennis Miller would say, well, you know, I got in my vehicle. And uh, I navigated it uh, down a particular highway that was uh, spectacular in nature. You know what I mean? That's the way he would talk. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> like, well, okay, I don't think I'd necessarily say things like that, but that's the way he talks. And it's, it's to the point where if you go back and read Old English, like if you go like read Shakespeare, I mean, do you understand? You've ever read, like gone to a play and heard Shakespeare I mean, and understood everything they're talking about?
0: Shakespeare? Yeah, like you know. No, like, I don't understand Shakespeare. Well,
1: but uh, he's have, too deep. Have you ever been to a, a Shakespearean play? I have not. Okay, so you know, so so, and if you read it, like it, some of it's like, okay, I don't make it doesn't make any sense. Even to the point where, like, it's like reading, like reading legalese. If you like, someone sues you, and the attorney, you know, you read the the you know the 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 pleading. It's like okay, therefore, you know, all this other weird garbage. What does this mean? You know, can't you just say, hey, you hit my car in the parking lot and you did $10,000 worth of damage and you either pay me $10,000 or you're going to be, you know, I'm going to seize your house. You know, I mean, why can't it be like that? People go, okay, I get what's going on. But you know, the party of the first part having impacted the vehicle and the party of the second part in a commercial parking lot, you know, therefore, you know, they're where, you know, praise, blah, 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 whatever, you know.
0: I do know.
1: You do know? You, I do. You sound really excited this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, not?
0: I'm listening to another radio station, Brad. <sighs> I'm really not. Stop it. You know I don't. You're the one that listens to other radio stations. I don't. I am that's, completely true blue That's how. to that's R3. How, that's
1: how my old friend Kay Lindberg, or a.k.a. Kay Morgan, got fired.
0: You've told me that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know who fired her you Ron Grubbs remember Ron
0: did he I do remember Ron Grubbs
1: good old Ron a guy who uh, who left our left our, our <laughs> remember when we had lunch with him and mm-hmm. Ron was my boss I was 25 at the time he was 35 he was 10 years older than me and at the time he was 35 he was on wife number five and I'm not exaggerating so we had lunch with him was it like three, three years ago something like that yes it's been a while so we had lunch with him and i said to him hey ron what wife is this you're on right now he says my last one (laughs) and it turned out he was correct And and it
0: was he was correct it was his last one
1: it was number eight or number nine and remember we went to the wake and there were like i don't know how many sets of kids there they're all his remember that
0: Yes, yes, he they were very eclectic.
1: Yes, it was it was and he, there were like like five of his ex-wives there. So it's like, wow, this is interesting. <laughs>
0: so all his exes didn't live in Texas. No,
1: They didn't live in Texas. <laughs> they lived all over the St. Louis area. that's where they were. Okay, it's 659. This is Westplex 107.1 AM 1350 crap and KSOQ. It's the Trimal Cast and we are BS in the morning. I'm Shelley. She's Brad. Correct?
0: That is absolutely correct.
1: And the web address for our show is bsthemorning.show. dot show. Okay, where did I go last night? If I told yeah. you, you wouldn't believe me.
0: Well, t- well, tell me so I can not believe you.
1: I went to have my blood drawn last night.
0: That's probably because you're a special uh, blood type, aren't you?
1: I am. I'm. I'm a weird blood type, but that's a whole other story. Okay. Weird,
0: Brad, synonymous. La- anyway, go on.
1: Last hour we're talking about. Uh, talking about people that do things charities and some people do things with you know no regard whatsoever for really getting any payback in other words they do things selflessly they give away stuff and this is something that's done I think once a year at the Dave Sinclair auto dealerships and uh the one they do he has three dealerships he has the one in South County right there at Tesson Ferry in Lindbergh which is a GMC uh, Buick dealer. Then he has the Ford dealership down in South County, Lee May Ferry and Lindbergh. Then he has the Lincoln dealership out there on Highway 70, north side of 70, between uh, Cave Springs and Mid Rivers Mall. And uh, this is a screening for prostate cancer. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe I I could be wrong on this, but I believe that ultimately Dave Sinclair died of prostate cancer. And what's interesting is and i'm not don't get what i'm going to say the wrong way but there's a lot of things people talk about women and breast cancer women and breast cancer women and breast cancer i get it's a terrible thing my mom had it my mom had a double mastectomy i get the whole situation i know what it's all about it's a sad situation but there's not a lot of talk at least up until probably about five or ten years ago about the male counterpart of cancer that women don't get because they don't have a prostate so um There's a blood test they do, which is usually a pretty good indicator of whether or not you have prostate cancer. So once a year, and I'll get the exact dates. They did the one down in South County at the GMC Buick dealership last night from 4 to 6.30. And then uh, they do one, I think it might be next week. And the one in, uh, I think if I'm not, I'll double check this. The 17th, I believe, is the one um, in St. Peter's. And I can't remember the one in South County is, but I'll dig up the dates. I walked into the dealership, that dealership, all the cars have been moved out of the, the, the showroom there. And I walked in, there was a table right there. Lady, you know, gave me a clipboard, wrote all my information down. I, they said, okay, go over here and sit down, you know, be a couple minutes till we get one of the uh, people to draw your blood. I no sooner put my butt in the seat that my name was called. I went up, sat down in a chair, very nice lady, uh, you know, and I have this weird thing where my veins are not easy to do. You know, I've been told I have rolling veins. You know what I'm saying?
0: I do, too. Yes, I do. That
1: when they stick the needle in, the vein moves, and then they have to stick it again. <laughs> matter of fact, One am I-
0: Yeah, and then kind of move it around and jiggle it <laughs> oh a little God. bit. Oh, my God.
1: One of my worst experiences was one time when I gave blood. <laughs> I shouldn't tell that. I won't tell that story because most people, after I tell that story, most people won't ever give blood again. It took me probably five years until I gave blood after that, but that's a whole other story. So I sit down, and the lady had somewhat of a thick accent. And I would say she's probably like in my age group, and I listened to her, and she was very thorough, and sit down, you know, swab me off with the cotton, sticks her gloves on, the whole bit. And when I was getting ready to leave, I said, "Are you German?" And she looks at me. And she says, "Close, I'm Bosnian." I go, "Really?" And she goes, "Yes." So, How is that close to being German? Well, they're, they're, they're not neighbors, but they're close. In Europe. Oh, okay. You know, I mean physically if you know one the crazy thing about, you know, we we lose we lose track of of how big our country is because you can get in your car and drive for ten hours and only go through two states. I mean like <coughs> excuse me. You can get in your car and like let's say times I've gone to California, I've driven to California or Las Vegas. Normally first night out, I usually leave in the evening I'll hit Kansas City. You know, four-hour drive, no big deal. I'll stay in Kansas City. Then the next day, I'll drive from Kansas City to Denver. Okay, you drive all day long, and you're only in two states. Okay, you drive ten hours in Europe, you can be in ten countries. You know what I'm saying? It's to the point where some of them are very small and compact. As a matter of fact, when my daughter did a, um, she studied abroad at a university in Seville, Spain. She was a Spanish. She was learning Spanish, and it was interesting, I I think I told you this, that when she went to this, the rules were she can only speak English in her dorm room. Once they were out of their dorm room, they had to speak Spanish everywhere. They had to speak Spanish, you know, in class, on campus. Um, you know, obviously when they left campus, they, they could speak English. But uh, she, on the weekends, her and some of the girls she met, she went over there by herself, didn't know anybody. I mean, talk about a brave lady. She befriended some other students who were from America. And on the weekends, they would just, like, fly around Europe. You know, they would, because it was, and you go like, "Wow, she had money. No, it was on Ryan Airlines. You know, like Ryan, like Ryan Airlines, Southwest would be considered... Luxury airfare compared to Ryan. Ryan is like you know people in Saint. uh, You know we just got Spirit Airlines in Saint Louis. Spirit Airlines is notorious for like being like the cheapskate airline. Ryan is even worse. Ryan is like at one point in time. This is true story. Ryan actually approached Boeing and Airbus and tried to come up with a design where they would take the seats out of the plane. And they would have these, like, things you would stand up against and you would seatbelt yourself up. So you would stand up while you're flying so they could get more people in the plane. True story. <laughs> Can you imagine that? It's like something you'd lean. I, I
0: can't, actually. Something
1: you'd, you'd stand up and you'd lean against this thing and you'd seatbelt yourself to this thing, but you're standing up. Because that way they could get more people in the plane. So she would fly all over Europe and like sometimes she'd, you know, like she'd, she'd, you know, we'd Skype with her sometimes and she'd say, well, today I was in Luxembourg and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she met, I go, well, you know, and even sometimes I'd go like, how did you do that all in one day? Well, you know, they're small countries. Same thing like in, in, in Europe, countries are not that big. I mean, you know, France is relatively big and Germany, Germany's relatively big and Spain's relatively big, but when you, some, some of the other countries are very small. You know, I mean, physically, it's easy to get around. Okay, so that's the Dave Sinclair thing, and they take your blood, and then they do it, and it's, I think, called Urology of St. Louis. And once again, no questions asked, nobody tried to sell me a car, nobody even approached me, and if they did, I wouldn't have any problem with that. But in other words, this is something, and they paid for this. They paid for the, they pay this company, you know, the of this lab. They pay for the lab work. They paid for the people to come draw the blood. They paid for the doctors to be there. There's the doctors there supervising the whole thing. They paid for all of this. And, you know, once again, there's no funny business going on. There's no, well, you, you know, if you come in, you have to test drive a car. None of that kind of stuff. Okay. So it made me think, and on the way back last night, I thought to myself, I need to start my own charity. And I came up with the... And, and it's interesting because I did a little research on it and I watched a couple of YouTube videos and essentially people would say, you have to find a need that needs to be addressed. Now, obviously, there's a gazillion dog shelters and cat shelters. You know, Don't get me going about that. And there's all these different shelters. What
0: is your idea? A people shelter?
1: No, 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 no. I, I came up with an idea where... There is a particular group of people that need my help, and they're women.
0: That figures.
1: <laughs> and and these particular group of, of women have a problem. And their problem. And what would that be? They don't have enough clothes. So so and these women and it's a, in a geographic area. These women that don't have enough money for clothes are mostly over in Sager, Illinois. So my idea was to come up with a charity, and I've had I've, I've, I even have a name for it, uh, where we would we would gather clothes, you know, used clothing, and we would get it cleaned, and you know, and you know, if there are any repairs need to be made, sewing stuff like that, we'd have to get it all done, and then we would go over to Saige, and give away these clothes to these women who don't have enough clothing, because quite honestly, they you know they they, they it's so tough for them they wear practically nothing. So, are you with me so far? Uh-huh. <laughs> the name of my charity is going to be Bringing Re- Rehabilitated Apparel. Bringing Rehabilitated Apparel.
0: B-R-A, bra. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, we would go on the air. That
0: is so you. <laughs>
1: we would go on the air and we would say like, like I, here, let me do, I, off the top of my head, I'll do the promo. Hi. This is Brad. There's a group of women here in the St. Louis area who have a problem. They don't have enough clothes. Yes, it's a terrible thing. They barely have anything to wear. And you know what? Even in the winter, where it's extremely cold,
0: even to work, they they barely have anything to
1: wear. They don't have enough to wear. So we're bringing our our new charity, bringing rehabilitated apparel. Yes bring us uh, your clothing. Women, bring us your clothing. We don't care if it's in bad shape. We're not going to turn it away like the people of Goodwill will. We'll take everything. And if it needs to be rehabilitated, we will rehabilitate it. We'll sew and we'll take it and we'll make it in good shape. And then once a month on a Friday night at nine o'clock, we'll drive across the bridge into Sauget and we'll give these women who need this apparel. Yes.
0: Okay. Who is we, and are they <laughs> going to glitter all over you before they get their apparel? Well, see,
1: I'm not saying it's going to be a, a dude kind of thing, but I would imagine that if I, you know, started call, calling up some of my men friends, I go, "Hey, hey, you know, hey, this is Brad. Yeah, you know, I got this new charity I'm working on, and oh, oh you know, I, I gave it work. No, 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 no. Just hear me out. There's a group of women in the St. Louis area that don't have enough clothing, and we need to help them out." Well, where are they at? Well, they're all over in Saige. Saige, yeah, that was women over there. And in the winter, it gets really cold, and they don't. They're they're wearing like practically nothing. So we need to give them clothing. You're such we, a Cooper. We need to give them clothing. And the name of my charity is bringing rehabilitated <sighs> <laughs> apparel. Bring, huh? Bringing rehabilitated apparel. And the guy would say like, okay, so so uh, how do we do this? Well, I've rented a bus. And oh, uh, it's, does
0: it have a pole in it?
1: <laughs> it has flashing lights. And matter of fact, Ray Bixler is going to drive it, and we're going to go, uh, we're, and we're going to throw all this rehabilitated clothing over to over to the the women in saj that need our help. And uh-huh. that's why we call it bringing rehabilitated apparel, bra for short. And we're going to go over there and clothe these, and we're going to walk in the front door, and the managers going to go, "Hey, what are you doing here?" Uh, well, from, we're from bra, and we're here to give these women clothing. Oh, okay, come right in. We're waiting for you. We think this is a great idea. Come on in. And we're just going to go up on stage, or you know, on the bar, wherever these. And, you know, the other put crazy. Put some
0: clothes on these girls. Put some
1: clothes on these Surprise. girls. Right. You know, because, and, and once again. We're, we're
0: bra. Surprise. And we, and we
1: will help them get the clothing on. I mean, we'll, you know, we're not just going to drop it off. We're going to help them put the clothing on.
0: You're a pig. Stop it. <laughs> God, what a goober. So You just have to – you, you had to turn it into that. <laughs>
1: well, but here's here's the crazy part of it. What? Okay, obviously I'm being facetious and I'm being ha-ha, funny, Fabulous, funny. Facetious, ha-ha, ha-ha, funny, funny. But I'm telling you, I bet you I could start a charity like that. I bet you people would give me money.
0: They probably would. <laughs>
1: and I would just...
0: <laughs> And then they'd say, can I be a part of this? I love your ideas. Um, you know, it's it just something that really encapsulates the community and I love it and I want to be a part of it. I can see that already.
1: Well, I, just, I don't care if they want to be a part of it. I just want their money. That's all I care about.
0: Oh, okay. You
1: know you know the story I'm I'm telling you. So I do. Well, it, so
0: how much money is going to go to the clothing and how much money is going to go into your pocket?
1: Well, it costs a lot of money for us to rent that party bus. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know. I mean, it does. Right. And it
0: also costs a lot of money to go shopping.
1: And the bringing rehabilitated apparel. Well, not shopping. It's just stuff that donate. We're not spending any money. People are donating clothing to us. In other words, Well,
0: we have to sit there and pay to have it clean.
1: Yeah. Step number one Ew. is we go on the air and we say, women you know, don't just throw your clothing away. We'll come, you know, come and we'll come and pick it up and we'll rehabilitate it and we'll give it to these women who don't have enough clothing. So in other words, we have no expense in that, you know, and we get volunteers that drive around to people's houses, pick up the clothing. And then, like, we, we have to pay something for the dry cleaning. And I don't know if you've been to dry cleaning before. Like, typically, if you, like, Like, if you dry clean, like, a garment, it's like $1,000 a garment. So we have to raise a lot of money to pay that, you know, $1,000 a garment, you know, because it's expensive. Dry cleaning. That's our special rate. Normally, if you went in there, because once again, you know, that's why we have to have $1,000 per garment. So in other words, you know, and we'd say, you know, we'd be like, you know, remember Sally Fields, he's doing those commercials. For only $3.22 a child in West Campoblia can eat for a month. You go like maybe I should move to West Cumbablia because in fact I could cheap. Yeah, achieve. but, but
0: uh, Sarah McLaughlin got more people for the dogs.
1: Right. Okay. So so that would be the charity, and I and of course charities always have to have an executive director, and a couple of my friends that that uh, are executive directors of charities tell me that a decent. Salary for an executive director of a charity in the St. Louis six area figures. is six figures, 100000 plus. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so we get all these donations, and then we take all the clothing uh, to the east side, and we distribute it to the women in, in Sauget. Why Why is it that all these women who don't have enough clothing end up in Sauget? Why is that?
0: Just kind of calls to them. I I it never... beckons them. Beckons them, come over here, come over to Saget. I never
1: understood We will that. treat
0: you right. Right. We will um, incorporate you into the community.
1: We are your home. Okay. Here's my story of the the pastor who got mad. You
0: didn't me. like that. No, it's
1: fine. Uh, here's here's the story <laughs> of the. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Brad. This
1: is I don't know how many years ago. <laughs>
0: no, it was fine. A guy. Okay. Thank a guy, you.
1: A guy calls me up. He's and he identifies himself as a local church. Okay, fine. And I don't know if you remember this. This is not, this is when people started boycotting Chick fil A. You know, remember yes. talking about that they, they we, because Chick fil A essentially was giving money to, Chick fil A is run by a group of very Christian people. And even to the point where, God, it makes, it, it, it bothers me sometimes. I listen to Dave Ramsey. You know who Dave Ramsey is? I do. Okay. He's on, now he's on the news station, 1049. And, you know, I have a problem with uber-Christian people. I just do. I mean, when they become, like, super Christian, quite honestly, I think sometimes they turn into jerks. But that's another story. Anyway.
0: That's a whole other topic that we could go on, but it probably wouldn't be prudent at this juncture.
1: Am I wrong? No. Okay. You are not. (laughs) Anyway. So, so... He was talking about this last night. Whoa, we're going to have an event, and we're going to go to Chick-fil-A before we go. I'm going, okay, here we go. You're going to Chick-fil-A. Okay. So anyway, years ago, a group of people decided they were going to boycott Chick-fil-A because of the fact that that they didn't like gay people, or I can't remember what the whole deal was. Something something. It happened. was something like that, Yeah, it was yes. had to do with the gay LBGTQ or something like that. I can't remember what the deal was. So this particular minister calls me up. Big church... Sort of, you know, a non denominational kind of church. And he calls me up and didn't ask me. He told me I was going to promote this event where, in this particular area where this church was, uh, there was no Chick fil A. And they were going to go buy a thousand Chick fil A chicken sandwiches and bring them over to this particular area and sell them as a fundraiser. They were going to be $10 a piece. So, in other words, if you normally, I mean, I haven't been, I, I, I don't eat chicken filet i don't eat their sandwiches i don't know what's a chick-fil-a chicken sandwich five bucks something like that five six bucks
0: why don't you eat their sandwiches
1: when i go to chick-fil-a if i eat i rarely eat a chick-fil-a i eat the chicken strips that's what i eat i'm not a chicken sandwich guy anyway so see he tells me that he that i'm going to run these ads for him to promote this event and i said to him i said you know We try to make money here at the radio station. We make money by selling advertising. Yeah, but this is, we're a not-for-profit. We're a church. And I go, I get what you're saying, but if if I took, if every single day I get requests in the mail, email, phone, for um, especially churches to run ads for their thing, and if I did that i go out of business because of the fact I had nothing but ads on the air all day long for churches and church bazaars and church bingos and church this. And, and he goes, Oh, are you anti-religion? And he's getting sort of nasty with it. Oh, no, I'm not anti-religion. I said, once again, it would be like, what if nobody showed up at your church and ever gave you a donation? What if nobody put money in the plate when the plate went around? How long would your church be in business? Well, we'd be out of business. Okay. Get what I'm saying. I need to make money on this. So he says, well, you won't do this selflessly. And I go, I'll tell you what, I'll trade you. And he goes, You'll trade me? I go, Yeah, I'll trade you. I go, I'll promote your event if you let me do the Sunday morning sermon one morning. And he went, What? You're a you don't know anything about this. I go, I'm a I'm a reverend, which I am, because I got my degree online and I've done weddings. I've married people before. Okay? And he called You have, that's I true. Have, I have. And what's interesting about it is, if you know about this, people Whenever I say that, people go like, well, don't you have to get a license to do that? No, because once again, today, any of my listeners right now, you can go online. If you just go on search, you know, become a minister, and there's a gazillion websites, and you can sign up, and they'll send you a certificate. You know, you print it out in your printer, and you're a minister. Bang, like that. Because you don't have to have any certification to be a minister. Anybody can be a minister. You know, just like anybody can be a disc jockey. It's like, you know, anybody can do it. You know, one day you can wake up, hey, I'm a DJ. Okay, fine, you're a DJ. So he got mad That's at me. That's kind
0: of what happened to me. <laughs>
1: he, he he got mad at me and said, how can Poof,
0: I? You're a DJ. But
1: but here's what he said to me. He says, how, how can I trust what you would say to my flock? And I said to him, aren't you a Christian? And he goes, well, of course I am. I go, so why don't you trust me? Well, I can't trust you. You're a radio person. I swear to God, that's what he said. (laughs) Okay. So we're not trustworthy.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
1: So we didn't promote the Chick-fil-A event.
0: Well, you did what you could.
1: I didn't do anything.
0: Well, I know. That's because he wouldn't trade you.
1: So, But tomorrow, I'm going to go down to Jefferson City. I'm going to incorporate, you know, as a 401c3, the bringing rehabilitation apparel charity, and we're going to start doing that for the poor women in Sauget that can't afford clothing. Okay.
0: Oh, look, 727. What time is it? 727.
1: It is BS in the morning, 732. I'm Shelley. She's Brad. Web address for I the radio that. station is KSOQ.com, uh, KRAP.website, and Westplex1071.com, and our morning website is Westplex1071.com. You know who Larry Eldridge is, Shelley? Who? Larry Eldridge.
0: No, I know who Melissa is, but I don't know Larry. Larry
1: is interesting guy. Larry is a guy who is uh, a radio personality. He's on a nationally syndicated show, at least he used to be. He's off right now because he is running in the crazy weird governor recall race in California. And Got it. Are... So
0: you said Larry Eldridge. I thought you said Harry. Larry and I go way back.
1: You don't know who Larry Eldridge is. <laughs> you have no idea. Okay, here's what's interesting. No, I really don't. <laughs> there's California has a very unique situation with his politics and his elections. As a matter of fact, if you've ever been to, if you see this all the time, because if you buy things, there's a what they call a Prop 65 warning on things that you buy. Have you ever seen that before? No. It's, it's 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 very common i mean if you buy stuff you'll see a prop 65 and what that the abbreviation is proposition they they have this thing it's in the california system if you've ever gone to california during like election season there's gazillion propositions we have like proposition a they have like dozens of them you know for proposition 152 okay um years ago 100 years ago They changed the election laws in the state of Illinois, excuse me, state of California, so that they had what they call a recall election uh, system where if you're not happy with what the governor is doing, you can recall them. And this happened back in 2003, I believe it was. That's where Arnold Schwarzenegger became the, the governor of California. The guy who was the previous governor, his name was Gray Davis. People were not happy with what he was doing. So they, they required uh, getting X amount of signatures. They got the signatures and it was on the ballot. And there's two questions on the ballot. This is the way it was in 2003. This is the way it is right now in 2021 in California. Two questions. First question is, should the governor be recalled? And you either answer yes or no. And if you answer yes... Then you go to the second issue, which is who should be the new governor. And right now, there I think on the California uh, ballot, there's 40 people running for governor, including Caitlin Jenner. Okay, the former Bruce. Really? Trump. Yes, yes. She's on. She's on the ballot. You know, she's she's one of the 40 people. Okay. So the reason is Gavin Newsom, who is the current governor. You know, quite honestly, California has some serious issues. They've had all the terrible fires, you know, all the the you know, the, the, the you know, the, the, you know the, the brush fires and all this kind of stuff. Obviously they had the COVID nineteen thing and they shut down everything in California. They were throwing people in jail. I don't know if I told you the story that there were a couple of restaurants that decided they weren't gonna close, so the government had the electric company go and turn their electric off so they couldn't you know run their businesses it's gotten very tough cost of living is out of control in california the homeless situation has got out of control so a bunch of citizens started to drive to recall the current uh, governor newsom and they got the number of signatures and they got it certified in the whole bit so the election and this is what's sort of interesting about it the election is technically next week it's the 14th i believe which which is a week from this past Yeah, it's 14th, because today's the 9th. It's Tuesday. Okay, but here's what's interesting. No polling whatsoever. They sent, everything's mail-in ballot. They sent a ballot to every single registered voter in the state of California. And already there's interesting things. A guy shows the fact that he he lives by himself in his house. He got four ballots in the mail for him and three other people, three other people who don't live there. And think about it. If you mail-in ballot, okay, fine. You get four ballots, what do you do? You fill all four of them out. You put it back in the mail bang you just voted four times okay but what's interesting is the guy who is the leading person among all the 40 some odd candidates is a guy named larry eldridge who is a black gentleman and he's a black conservative talk show host and he's on the salem networks which we used to have here in st louis we don't have anymore. they sold the stations here in st louis and he's no longer here in st louis i don't think he's carried by in the stations and interesting guy um and tremendous backlash because of the fact that once again because he's a conservative black guy they're saying he's not really black which once again i don't quite okay. understand i mean
0: so he's not feeling black that day or no, they're they, saying he's not really they black? claim
1: he's not black because because once again remember the the comment that when then when joe biden was on that talk show with Charlemagne the god and he said if you're not if you don't vote for me you're not black OK, so in other words, the idea being is if you're a Democrat, you have and if you're and if you're black, you have to vote for Democrats. And if you're a whitey white bread, you have to vote for Republicans, which, quite honestly, I'm, I'll never understand. To me, it's like if the guy who was, you know, for, and keep in mind, you know, the United States is somewhat open to that because we, you know, we elected a black man and then we elected an orange man. So, you know, color doesn't really mean much anymore. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to say that. He's your
0: favorite ginger, isn't he?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> orange man bad. <laughs> Every time I hear somebody say that, I always think that's funny. So what happened yesterday was he was out and about, you know, shaking hands on a campaign trip. And he was in Venice, um, which is, um, you know, a suburb of the L.A. area. And a lady drove up to him. On He's walking down a street and meeting people and shaking hands. And the crowd gets a little bit upset with him you know, because, once again, he's a Republican, and California is very Democratic. So a lady rides up to him on a bicycle, and she's wearing a gorilla mask. You see where I'm heading with this? A gor- and it's a white lady wearing, wearing right, a, a right. gorilla mask. And she throws an egg at him, and it whizzes over his head, just almost hits him in the head. So one of his security details goes over and approaches the woman— And she smacks the guy in the face. Good. So his security detail realizes this is not going well. So they rustle him off into a a waiting car, and off he goes. So the security guy stays behind, and then he starts to get beat up. People are, you know, and once again, people are beating him up, and they're defending this woman who threw the egg at him. And I'm going like, okay, what's wrong with this picture? You know, I mean. You're too kind. (laughs) Well, no, no, I don't get it. And you know, once again, it's to the point where, where, like, okay, there are certain stereotypes that if you're Italian, we talked about this the other day. If you're Italian, yep, you eat lots we did. of pasta, 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 and you eat pizza. And if you're a German, you eat sauerkraut. You know, I'm German and I hate sauerkraut and You've,
0: German potato salad. Right,
1: right. And if you're a you know, in certain, yeah, if you and you drink lots of beer. And if you're an Irish mm. person, you drink lots of whiskey and you get drunk all the time and you start fights. You know, and it's to the point where it's like, okay, once again, I don't quite understand that whole situation, is that if I'm a white guy, can I vote for black people? Which I have in the past. You're you're pretty fly for a white guy. Well, no, no. What I'm saying is, I don't, you know, and once again, it's to the point where, but yet, now let's let's flip this around. Let's flip this around that, that Larry Eldridge was a white guy, and... A black person threw an egg at him. A black a black woman, you know, threw an egg at him. Okay, do you think it would be the same thing? Because here's what's happened.
0: I, I don't think so. I think that um,
1: people, are call, people
0: the whole egg thing that 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 enraged a lot of people.
1: Well, people are call, that was
0: wrong to do. They're
1: calling out Larry Eldridge because he should know better than go in that neighborhood. That's what they said. He should know better oh, please. than... please. No, no, I'm telling you. That's what they said. I'm I going,
0: didn't say that they didn't say that. I just said,
1: oh, please. But once again, it's like, why is it... And and you know what's interesting? If you know the whole politics behind this, the reason that Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of the reasons that Arnold Schwarzenegger became governor in this recall, once again, there's two questions on the ballot. One is, the first question is, should the current governor of California be recalled? And if you said yes, then you go to question number two. Which who shall replace him and what's interesting is in 2003 the lieutenant governor who was a democrat was on the ballot this year the democratic party has purposely told all the whole high profile democrats do not run for governor because what they're now saying is they're now saying and this is even gavin newsom who was saying this he's saying if you if you vote for larry eldridge he's the next trump if you want trump if you want Republican crazy weird stuff, vote for Larry Eldridge. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to demonize him. That, in other words, what they're trying to paint him with the Trump paintbrush, which is sort of interesting because he's black, and they're essentially saying that that Larry Eldridge is really orange, <laughs> you know, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, but. And they purposely did not want any Democrats, any high profile Democrats to be on the ballot. Now, there's a couple interesting things. Caitlin Jenner's on the ballot, and there's another guy, and I can't remember his name, but remember we talk about Mr. Beast, you know, the the, the YouTube dude that has like sixty five million followers and you know and, and makes gazillion dollars off of YouTube videos. There yes. was there was another guy who was also a YouTube star on the ballot in, in California. And once again, if I say Mr. Beast Most people go like, especially young people, Mr. Beast. Oh, I know Mr. Beast. I love his videos. But most people don't know his real name. And that's what the other thing was. There was another guy on the ballot who was a YouTube star who wanted to get on the ballot as his screen name, not his real name. And they wouldn't allow it. How do you feel about that?
0: How do I feel about that? Yeah. I feel...
1: I think what the guy should do well, I don't
0: know how I feel. I think what the guy actually. should have done
1: was he should have legally change his name. Remember remember I told you this. I told you the story about what's um, the guy the guy used to follow. If he originally came on he did this website called I wear I I wear your I wear your shirt. I wear your shirt and essentially what he did was every day he wore a different t-shirt and he blogged about it and the whole bit, you know, and he talked about various businesses, okay? And then he started then for 3 years in a row Every year, he legally changed his name, and he had people pay to have his name changed. And one year, and what's interesting is to this day, I still remember he was JasonHeadsets.com because the guy from headsets.com, he bid this up. It was an auction. and So for X amount of dollars, I will change my name to your company name. And some guy won, bid $40,000, and this guy, Jason, I think his name was Jason Sadler at the time, he legally changed its name to jasonheadsets.com. Now the interesting thing about that is I remember that because I actually bought a headset from headsets.com because of that. Cuz I remembered that oh that's the guy that sponsored Jason. I'm going to buy, you know, a headset that I used uh, in, on the air, uh, you know, this several years ago and and I bought this headset from them. And I remember that. So
0: that's actually very cool. Well,
1: but he legally changed his name and I'm thinking to myself, and you know what's interesting? It's not that tough to do in the state of Missouri.
0: All you have to do is contact a PI. A what? A private investigator, and then they'll sit there and they'll
1: do their thing. No, you just go down to the courthouse. They, the, you go down to the courthouse, they give you the forms. You don't, have, you don't need anybody. You just go down to the courthouse, fill out the forms, give them the money, and bang. you got to go to court. you got to be in front of the judge. you know, you got to answer all sorts of questions. Why are you trying to you know, change yeah, your name? Yeah, but you need
0: to have representation.
1: No, you don't. You can do well, you don't. No, no, but no. I no, do. No, anybody can do it. See, that's the whole misnomer of the legal system. It says that you need an attorney. No, you don't need an attorney. You know, a lot of times it's
0: always nice to have one in your back pocket.
1: No, it's trust me. You don't necessarily need an attorney. A lot of things you can do. See, that's the myth. That's the myth that like, like that, like here. here perfect example. If your back hurts, do you always need a chiropractor? No. Okay. Can you lay, I take
0: drugs? Can you take drugs. What? If my back hurts, I take medication. So
1: when you file your income taxes, do you also always need a CPA? Yes. (laughs) You're blowing my argument. If if you cook dinner, do you always need a chef?
0: I don't cook. (laughs) My poor husband cooks, and he's been under the weather. And there was almost a day I didn't feed the man because I forgot.
1: You forgot to feed your husband.
0: I forgot to cook something. How did you? And f- I don't cook, so I either Instacart or DoorDash. God, God. It's not pretty.
1: You don't believe through. I you forgot
0: to feed the dogs for two days.
1: You don't believe in drive-thrus? I'm sorry? You don't believe in drive-thrus?
0: Dry foods like MRs? No, drive,
1: drive-thrus. Drive-thrus. Where you drive through and order stuff.
0: Oh, drive-throughs! I thought you said dried fruits. I'm like, yeah, they're okay.
1: Dried fruits? Who'd eat that? Um, here, here, here's if you want to know the story, I'll tell you the story. I shouldn't really tell the story. Oh, I do want
0: to know the story. I don't know which story you're referring to, but yes, I do want to know it.
1: I do know why Shelley doesn't do drive-throughs. Why? Well, there's a court injunction against her. Oh, my God. Not too long ago, Shelly went through a drive-thru and got the wrong order, and she got upset with the woman. And she said that a woman...
0: And I would moon her.
1: So she tried to do that, and they called the police, and Shelly got an injunction against her so she can't go through drive-thrus.
0: That is true.
1: (laughs) It's 746. BS in the morning. That's what I said. BS in the morning, Westplex 107.1. You know, there's an example of a story that uh, a situation that got bad and, and went sideways for that poor Adele. What's that? Well, think about what happened to her. What, she, she lost weight and people had a problem with it? Well, she was like, you know, every, she was everywhere. People loved her, and, you know, and then all of a sudden she lost weight and nobody cares about her anymore. It's probably because, you know, she was
0: kind of like... Be yourself. You're wonderful as you are.
1: Nobody's buying You're her a Pretty, pretty anymore?
0: princess. And then she lost all the weight. So clearly she wasn't okay with who she was. Well, I'm just saying. And it was
1: duplicitous. I'm just saying she was fine the way she was. I agree. But what do I know? Okay. You know, I have these two degrees that are worthless now. They're both journalism oh, degrees.
0: God, Brad. When I see you, I'm going to throat punch you.
1: Okay. I am. I'm going to read you something. Um, this is a story, and this is a
0: about a man n- named Jed
1: new uh, who, who poor mountaineer who kept who barely kept his family fed. Anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> amazing. How we remember stuff like that trivia. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> this is a story about the removal of the Robert E. Lee statue yesterday in Richmond, I Virginia. Saw that. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to read you. This is from a newspaper. This is from a news service. Okay, talks about the 12-ton, 40-foot Memorial at the top of the Etapa Horset in the heart of Virginia State Capitol for more than a century. One of many statues and monuments across the South that has helped to create and embed the South's lost cause narrative, rebranding the Confederacy as something noble rather than a fundamentally rotten society rooted in human atrocity. That's why I, that's why my journalism degrees are worthless. <laughs> that's not, that's not journalism, that's editorialism. You know, I mean, I read that and I went to myself, am I reading this right? Once again, I'll read it again. It's an article. I won't read the beginning. Here, I'll read the whole thing. The city of Richmond at last last removed an enormous copper statue of Robert E. Lee Wednesday, bringing to close a 133-year-old tribute to the losing general in the Civil War. The 12-ton, 40-foot-tall memorial of Lee atop a horse sat in the heart of Virginia's state capitol for more than a century. One of many such statues and monuments across the South that helped create and embed the South's Lost cause in quotes, narrative rebranding the Confederacy in something noble rather than a fundamentally rotten society rooted in human atrocity. That's a news article. That's why journalism is dead. But you would have written something better. Well, but once again, it's that, you know, it's their, they're, they're giving their opinion, you know, once again. We had well, we, evidently their opinion sucks. Well, we had no, no. I'm not saying it sucks. They shouldn't be given their opinion. It's in. It's because of the fact that once again, it's part of our history. There was a time when the country divided. You had the North, which essentially had certain views, and you had the South, which had opposite views, and we had this terrible war where Americans fought Americans. And the North won and the South lost. I still remember that. No, you don't remember that. But the point being is it's a part of our history that we're glad it's over with. Just like World War II, we're glad it's done with. Yes. Okay? And, and, and you look back and you're like, you know, you go and look at the history of World War II before we even got into it. You know, we got into it late. You know, I had Mm -hmm. this discussion with somebody the other day. I go, so we, you know, we got into it in December of 41. It was almost 1942 when they bombed Pearl Harbor. You know, the Brits had been fighting Germany since like 38 and 39. You go back and, you know, read about Dunkirk. Dunkirk was 1940, you know, May and June of 1940, which was almost a year and a half before we got into the World War II with, you know, bombing of Pearl Harbor. The point being that it's a part of our history that and once again if you don't what's the saying those who forget history are bound to repeat it and i'll give you a perfect example we got rid of the civil war statue in forest park we got rid of the the uh columbus statue christopher columbus statue i think in tower grove park are things any better in st louis because of that no not really i say they're worse i read this article yesterday talked about all the big companies are trying to leave downtown you know why they're trying to leave downtown
0: I'm sorry, I had a hairball. I, Why are they trying to leave downtown?
1: Because they're tired of getting the windows of their building shot out. Talks about the Peabody building down there. I mean, I've read the Storm and go like, holy cow. Talks about all these buildings downtown have bullet holes in the windows. Now, you know.
0: Yeah, well, not. <laughs> there are places that are not in downtown that have bullet holes in the
1: window. Where would that be, Shelly? <laughs> anyway. so the Oh, I- 757. No, the idea being is that, like, how bad is it? That you have major corporations that are trying to leave downtown St. Louis because they don't like coming to work on Monday morning and filing bullet holes in their, in their offices, in their offices. I don't windows. blame them. Do you? Well, but it's crazy. And to the point where it's like, okay, and by the same token, defund the police, okay? You know, I, I'll i never understand that as long as I live. Who's going, I don't understand it either. Who's going to stop the people from shooting up the buildings if you don't have police? Are exactly. You, are you and I going to go down and do that? No, we're going to we're going to help those poor women who don't have have any clothes in in That's that's the 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 uh, bringing rehabilitated apparel uh, charity that I'm going to start.
0: Well, her little charity is going to be lovely.
1: (laughs) Okay, now we're done.
0: It's yeah, we are like 7:58.